All right, everyone, welcome back to the rundown with myself and Noah Beck. Guys, today we have an absolute legend as a guest. Um, he is the comic book writer that did Deadpool, also Snake Eyes, many more. Um, I, I'm just stoked, dude. This is this is crazy. Yeah, right? it's literally talking to my childhood. It's right, crazy. yeah, that's what I was thinking. All right. It's crazy. Rob, can you, can you give a little introduction uh, for yourself if I didn't do you justice? I mean, I, I know our viewers would love to hear more about you. You did great. I, I've been doing comics for 34 years. I'm an old ass man, and <laughs> I have the energy of your entire house. I have the energy of 10, 20 year olds. All right. Um, and Jeez, I've been doing this for 34 that. years. Uh, 5,000 pages. I mean, uh, hundreds and hundreds of comic books. I love comics. I shit comics. I am comics. <laughs> my family will tell you every day. I said my 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 family. What does Dad love? And they know the answer is comic comics, books. Okay. Yeah. Comics. <laughs> I love being with you guys. Hey, thank you so much again. Um, so I just wanted to start really quickly. Like, when did you first find your passion for comics, or like, if if it's like just yeah, reading no, them, whatever? Uh, so this is great. Uh, I actually talk about this on my own. I have a podcast. It's called Observations. The very first episode, uh, many episodes back, it takes me takes you guys with me to 1975, and you're like 1971. <laughs> <laughs> When I was a kid, 1975 to you guys must sound like 1920 did to me. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, you know, but, but like spinner racks were in every store. Um, um, comic books were at the grocery store. They were at the 7-Eleven. They were at the corner market. But right down the street from me, we had the most kick-ass liquor store. It was just <laughs> liquor up and down, big old bottles of rum and, you know, gin. And, and, and I would drive my there my parents said don't ever go in there so i made sure i was there every day um, <laughs> uh, because dude, dude there they would just always nod at me i was seven eight years old pulling my combos off the, the the spinner rack they had a killer spinner rack with every marvel and dc comics and i was just 100 percent addicted to comic books and uh i just knew then like these just click with me like nothing else i like a good comic more than a movie more than a cartoon more than a tv show streaming whatever um, and then I'm going to tell you guys, I just, I was a terrible student. Like, uh, I shouldn't say this because my kids are going to hear this. Because um, I'm like, where's your aid? Get your aid. Get your grades up. I was the worst student because all I ever did was draw on my tests, on my, you know, <laughs> dead call. Tell Rob, he to stop drawing on his homework. I'm like, screw you, man. I'm in training here. I'm in <laughs> right. training. Yeah, well, I know, mean, though. yeah, I was about to but say, I, look at you now, man. You proved them all wrong. Look at you now. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in a room full of a hundred Deadpool action figures and cable and X-Force and all this crap. And, and so no, it, it, the dream came true for me. I graduated high school. Uh, I was 17 when I graduated in, in again, a, a very 1985 seems like, you know, ancient times. Uh, but I was hired the very next year, uh, to work for Marvel comics and there was no looking back. Uh, you know, I've made it my, it, it, it's all I've ever known what to do. I speak fluent comic books. Um, and, and, and the, the, the stuff that I did, the, the books that I took on, I always took on, uh, comics that needed help, that needed to be flipped. I, right. I, I, I tell you, it's like when, it's like these shows where you watch those two brothers, they flip a house, right? They take yeah. A, yeah. A, a shack and they make it a mansion. I, I, I took a book that was broken down called The New Mutants and I turned that bitch into, into X-Force and Deadpool <laughs> and Cable and they suddenly it was selling millions. Yeah, and, and, and I'm like, right on. So. All my characters in my notepad and in my, my sketchbooks just uh, came back like my imaginary friends 
hook me up, okay? <laughs> so they came through for me. That's amazing. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. Um, You talked about how right after high school or like the year after you went to work with Marvel, was that your first ever job in the comic book space or did you have like anything else before that? You know, I was doing some, uh, there's independent comics, little, little small publishers. There was one in Chicago. It was called Megaton Comics. I think maybe I have a story in Megaton uh, Comics number eight. And uh, I, I was I was so woke at, at, at 17 and 18 because Megaton comic Megaton is this badass black superhero, okay? Right. And, uh, and the guy who was publishing it, I kept I, I loved the comic. Whenever it came into the comic store, I would grab Megaton, and so he's like, "Dude, could you do a story for me?" So um, I did a like a, a half of an issue of Megaton, and uh, and again, he's a badass uh, 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 superhero. Badass black guy, great origin, great story. Um, I'm still talking to the guy today because I want to do something with Megaton in movies and, and cartoons because that again, that's my first job. Those pages I showed to Marvel at a convention in San Francisco. I drove all the way here from Orange County, uh, and literally the great thing is every single publisher turned me down or wouldn't even look at my work. I, I had my packets, I had my pages, and they're like, "No thanks, not hiring. No thanks, not hiring." I was so discouraged. Mm-hmm. And because I started this giant horseshoe and I got to the end of where the publishers were and it's Marvel, it's the biggest, they have a long line of artists. And yep. my buddy said, dude, you drove all the way here, wait in line, show your stuff. And I did. And I kid you not, the guy stood up from across the table. He extended his hand and he's like, welcome to Marvel Comics. I'm like, what the shit? Are you? But they're like, no, no, dude, we're going to have work for you when you get back. We want you in the fold. And I mean, that that drive, that six and a half hour drive lasted five minutes on the way home. I just was like, I'm working in comics for real. So yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. The Marvel comics, man. So, so awesome. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that's so crazy that like, in our industry, right, there's always that point where uh, you break as like a social media influencer or as sure. like a celebrity uh, in being in the mainstream, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think that like you would know the point where that actually happened. I believe I know the point as well. Like when I was first invited to go on tour, for example, in social media, like meet and greet tours, that's when I was like, holy fucking shit. Like, like I'm, there are people paying money to come and just see me and like take photos with me. So it's, it's super cool to me that like you, you have that type of, um, experience as well. in like the comic book world with Marvel, like going and shaking your hand saying, look, you got a job here now. Yeah. I, yeah. No, you guys, it changed my life, completely changed my life. And, and literally I was so relieved because like I said, you, my, I would, I would have been a janitor. I, I, I was looking, I would have been a janitor. Like right. if I wasn't, a, yeah. there was no vacation. Like I'm not going to college. Um, oh man, my kids, they can't listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll make sure they don't I, listen I, to this one. I'm being, I'm, I'm being a really bad example here, but uh, yeah, no, I, I was just so thrilled. And like you said, you know, when, when you have that connection early on, everything I was doing for Marvel was selling out Yeah. and, 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 and the gigs kept big, getting bigger. And I would go to a different comic store every month to do a signing. And I'm like, wait, there's a thousand people outside now. So it's like exactly Jeez. what you guys uh, went through. And you know, there's nothing better than when the fans verify you. Period. Uh, and it's, you guys get 100%. it. When the fans come through for you, it is because, because you can't, you can't make them do something they don't want to do. Yeah, the okay? gratification's unreal. And stuff out of passion. Yeah. And if they're coming to see you and wait in line, that's because they have passion for you. Mm-hmm. And so you cannot qualify that 
and and that is the best best feeling ever. So I'm I'm with you on that. Yeah. So Rob, arguably your most iconic super. I mean, I don't even know if I'd call him a superhero, but the character of Deadpool. How did he come? Sure. How did he come into like what inspired so, you? So th- thank you. Yeah. No, Deadpool is um he has he has been ridiculously super duper popular from the comic book to the toy shelf. Within a year, he was in every toy store, Walmart, Target in 1992, again, long time ago, jumped from the page. He's coming up on his 30th year this year. Marvel and I have great plans for him. 30th anniversary for the little one. But uh, the thing is, I had created a character called Cable, which Josh Brolin portrayed in Deadpool 2. And Cable had become ridiculously um, popular. He was part of the reason the book blew up. Well, a year in, I needed a foil for him. And so I went to Marvel and, and when I was a kid, Spider-Man was kind of an asshole. He made right. fun of you, walked, like, but he was like a... Like he a, was witty. He was yeah, witty, right? Witty. Yeah. He would make he fun of the fun. people or like the bad guys while he's yeah. beating them up. Yeah. yeah that's oh, what yeah. I remember too. So it makes it fun. By the, time, by the time I'm doing my books, Spider-Man was married, on the verge of a divorce, losing his job. Like He wasn't funny anymore. He was like dark. They turned all the superheroes dark. Batman was dark and Spider-Man was dark. So I went and, and, and I said, I've already got Cable serious. So I literally went to Marvel and I said, I want to do this character named Deadpool who is an asshole. He's the witty he Spider-Man with guns and swords. Dude, I love Snake Eyes. I love Boba Fett as a kid. I wanted a mercenary and he was going to take a contract to bring in Cable. And, and then my favorite character of all space and time will always be Wolverine. So I said, right. hey, can I tie him into like because they had said Wolverine was Weapon 10. Weapon 10. And I'm like, have we introduced weapons 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9? Because I, I haven't seen them. So I just want, and they're like, nope, we haven't. I said, good. So Deadpool is like Weapon 9 before they perfected it. He's like the shit. Like, like they, they, he, he, they screwed up on him. That's why he's got like a hamburger face. Right. And <laughs> go with it, Liefeld. Go with it. And Jeez. the fans immediately, because he walks into the book, he takes down Cable. Nothing is better to when your character walks in and, and takes your super character down. And then he took the whole team down. And the mail that Marvel got on Deadpool was the most mail they had gotten on a character in 20 years. They literally were like, life up. Like, we're deluged in this. And they were like, you need to make him appear in every comic. I'm like, not a problem. Um, so, so, yeah. Uh, and, and, and Deadpool, and again, the reason I said Spider-Man 2 is his face mask. His face is very I, I love those big eyes on Spider-Man. Yeah. So I just reversed Spider-Man has big white and some black outline. I need, you know, Deadpool, big black eyes on red with little white, you know, pupils. So, no, so, but but look, assholes are funny. I mean, you know, we all know a funny asshole. <laughs> I'm a funny asshole, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, and then when the funniest asshole of all time, you know, got decided I'm going to play this character, it, he became a global phenomenon. Like, like Deadpool was always popular, but when Ryan Reynolds right. put on the suit, yeah. oh my gosh, holy shit, like iconic, just amazing. Yeah, no, no. When that so, movie first came lifetime, out, that was the most talked about thing I think in my school. It was so every, different. Yeah. Every single kid was like, "I need to go see Deadpool. This is the movie. This is what I'm no. gonna do." Like it took over. So no. original. Yeah, it was an amazing. No, that- no, you guys, it was so funny. I, I they were telling me so I, I, I was on the set of the movie in uh 
in, in March of 2015 when they're filming it in Vancouver. And I'm, you know, I'm walking around looking at all this stuff I created. I'm just so excited. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, there's the bar and there's Vanessa. <laughs> and oh my God, Vanessa's gorgeous. And there's Ryan and he's so handsome. And holy shit, he's so great. Next, you know, I'm just wigging out, right? Yeah. My dreams are coming true This because it took so long for the studio to even believe in the movie. But I am behind the camera and after they cut one take, I said, oh man, this movie is totally opening to $60 million. Yeah. Like, and you guys, in 2015, that's a lot of money. Yeah, okay, yeah. a movie that was that cost 50 million, and they uh, the screenwriters looked at me and the director and they said, "Oh damn it, Lifeo, don't jinx this! Don't jinx this! Shit. We're gonna make 60 million. You're jinxing it!" And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So now I learned. So when you're on a set of a movie, don't like forecast like how much it's gonna open to because that puts pressure. On you. I'm like, okay, okay. Like I was shamed. Right. Like, yeah. Why are you saying? Don't hype up. Like, don't hype up the movie that you made. <laughs> I'm like, I, I just think it's gonna do really well. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nothing wrong. And then, dude, and then it opens to 130 million, and I'm like, yeah, I was totally wrong. Yeah. Right. You jinxed it. You jinxed it. I remember my 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 oldest son was kind of wigging out because he didn't understand like, oh, why is Dad's movie getting all this, uh, you know, attention? And I yeah. he didn't want to even go to the premiere. And then the next thing he's like, because he couldn't drive at the time. He's like, hey, uh, mom and dad, can you take me and all the fellas uh, to the theater? I'm like, yeah, what are you seeing? And he's like, uh, we're all going to see Deadpool. Deadpool. Like, yeah. yeah, I got you. <laughs> My little kid. He had to come around to it. And suddenly, like every day, he's going to see Deadpool. I'm like, you're going to see it for a third time? It's like, he saw it Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And he's paying. He's paying to see it. Yeah. He's paying to see it. And it's in the long ass line. And I'm like, okay. He broke Luke Liefeld, so Deadpool will break everybody. He, 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 everyone. <laughs> what in the superhero movie are you seeing all that sex in? Right? I mean, come on. Let's not act like 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 in the first the holiday montage when they're having Christmas sex and Thanksgiving sex. You're like, this has never been in a movie ever. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, you never see it in the superhero movies. That's the thing. Like that was the crazy yeah. part about it all. Is like. There's never this sense of like it's almost like he was the rebellious one, right? Yeah. He like we have our sway boys group. He he's like the problematic one. You know what I mean? Oh, like you guys take him out of the house and he'd never leave. Oh, okay? it was so <laughs> funny. Yeah, because Deadpool. I think one of the like I remember this scene so like vividly where um like this is this is just where I knew that this movie was gonna be different than the other superhero movies because the trailers it, it made the movie seem like. It was gonna be another superhero movie, and I, I'm, we're all in the theaters, and it's like it's rated R, and we were like, okay. And then, um, like one of the first one of the first scenes is him putting a bullet through someone's head, like him putting the finger in like the person's skull. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. like, what is going on? And then oh, someone gets splattered on a billboard. Yes. So yeah, thank awesome. you. Yeah. I mean, so 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 that was the last shot in the trailer they showed at, at San Diego Comic Con in 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 the in the July of 2015, and, and trust me, man, everybody was nervous. Hall H, and dude, I have been in Hall H when they introduced the Avengers, and the place shook. You know, Downey Jr. comes out and brings Hemsworth and Evans, and they, and I was there, I was standing oh, on my, because wow, yeah. I was in there, and I'm like, the Avengers, oh my God! <laughs> what a crowd, huh? So, years later, I'm there with Deadpool, and I'm like, man, I hope this goes well, and the screenwriters, all the executives are standing next to me, we're against the back of the wall, we're watching, and Chris Hardwick is, is 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 narrating the thing, or he's the moderator. 
Yep. And they show the trailer, and the last shot in the trailer is that triple shot, that bullet going through three heads. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is going to get it done. Yeah. It's gonna get, and people lost their shit. They stood up. They started cheering. They're like, one yeah. more time. One more. That's and I'm like, amazing. okay, I've never seen it in college. And I'm like, <laughs> everyone's screaming. And then literally, if you rewatch, I think it's on YouTube, Chris Hardwick literally goes, all right, screw it. Just, just play the trailer again. I don't know what to do here. Just, just play it again because the, the fans were going crazy. But That's yeah, no, the amazing. violence, the violence, and the humor are what set yeah. Deadpool apart. And 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 with again, you know, Wolverine has a healing factor, but they didn't lean into it until Wolverine went R-rated with the Logan movie. And yeah, the Logan right. movie really does not happen unless Deadpool was successful. And once Deadpool was successful, Hugh Jackman, you know, he's like, I'm getting some of that R-rated crap. All right, yeah, yeah. Let, let's go. I'm gonna cut people's limbs off yeah, and have them bleed it up. I mean, you guys, when I was a kid, you know, we've already, you know, uh, uh, established that that was way long. I <laughs> still had movies, and I grew up on Star Wars. I was there. I was nine years old when yeah. Star Wars released. Okay. As, as I got to be an older teenager, I'm like watching R-rated, all the movies went R-rated. Robocop, Terminator, Terminator 2, Alien. They're all R-rated, and you get that extra level of violence and sex, and then you're never turning back. Like, you go... I, I don't want to go back to the PG shit. Yeah. I, I want to live in an R-rated world. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the R-rated world. Yeah. So, yeah. No, and Rob, I think that's the coolest part about it. And, like, it must be an amazing feeling to you where Marvel just has this trust in you. When you were talking about earlier, they were, like, uh, when you had this idea of Deadpool and they were just, like, yeah, Rob, just just get on it. And you were just like, okay, got the right, like got the green light, and then just took it to a whole yeah, different. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's just amazing. Super, and, super you know, amazing. They Again, and I read the contract when I was a kid. I was like, okay, uh, you know, I'm about, I'm probably twenty years old when this opportunity comes up, and I'm like, well, if I create the next Wolverine and I get like a piece of him for the rest of my life, like, why not? Yeah. Because one of my buddies, why are you creating all these new characters? I'm like, dude, I don't have Spider Man. <laughs> I have the new mutants. I got to turn this ship around. Yeah. We're heading towards the freaking glacier. Yeah. Um, like I, I, we're, we're going to die unless I fill this book with new ideas and concepts and characters. And like I said, it, people always tell me, you get so excited. Like if you were, you know, you can't see me, but I, here's a Deadpool bank and there's Deadpool on a moped right here with, um, yeah, they have a dog pool too. They have a dog pool. <laughs> I mean, there's a squirrel that looks like Deadpool. It's named Squirrel Pool. Um, <laughs> squirrel <I> <laughs> Deadpool is is Deadpool like I, I got Deadpool I got a Deadpool like um I, there's everything Deadpool. he wipes okay, his so, ass with Deadpool now yeah. he has toilet paper that is Deadpool eat sleep and dream for my restroom ten minutes ago how do you know that bottom line is you know it, I I just feel like Marvel did uh, my editor Marvel Comics I am forever indebted to they took a they took a flyer they yep. took a, a they, they put faith in a kid. And said, "Look, let's run with it," and and it turned out great for everybody. Like I said, thirty years of Deadpool now, Amazing thirty years film. of export. Um, and I mean, I, I you know, if you were to, I mean, Josh Brolin will tell you, like when he got cast as Cable, I flipped out because I'm such a giant Josh Brolin fan. And yeah. so, you know, I, I'm hanging with Josh, and I'm like, dude, I just, I, I love you so much. And so, <laughs> like, that, that's you know, I, mean, I, I got to be like. Be buddies with Josh Brolin through Deadpool and meet all this amazing, these amazing directors, David Leach, Tim Miller. Um, you know, my, my, there was a, there's a little Deadpool anime 
that's on YouTube and it mixes in footage of the of all the movies with some anime and I was watching it last night because somebody sent it to me and I just you also those guys the two directors Tim Miller and David Weiss those movies look phenomenal yeah. Yeah. you never know the first one is on a shoestring budget wow. and then they maximized all of the money uh, in the second movie and it looks phenomenal so yeah no it's it's just and it's great to go to stores uh, uh, you know all over the place and see Deadpool and X-Force, X-Force merchandise. Because like I said, you know, I'm an old man. Yeah. I'm an old man talking to two young studs today. But, <laughs> and it's because my ideas that dropped out of my head on the notebook are, are, are you know, continuing to carry me, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That's so I'm very fortunate. Um, I have a I have a question, and it's probably the question I wanted to ask most, actually, going into this podcast with you. Sure. Um, just because, like, it's something I see be thrown around a lot with Deadpool. Um, but what would you classify him as? Because people say, like, <laughs> he is a superhero. Some people say he isn't a superhero. Like, like what, what where do you put him? Anti-hero? 100%? Okay, yeah. <laughs> when, I, when, I, when I was telling Marvel about him, I said, look, Deadpool will show up with a contract for you. But if someone on the spot pays him more money to, to change, he'll be like, oh, done. Like, He's, he has no, his loyalty is to him and him alone, which is why he's so. We all struggle with that. We all have an asshole in us. We all have a hard ass in us, and we all, I think, at the end of the day, are looking out for ourselves. And so is he. He he doesn't have a noble cause. Yeah. That's why the great thing about movies is they put him in these positions. The first movie is about his love, the love of his life, which gets him to be noble. And then the second movie is about saving a kid who he thinks is being screwed over. But he struggles with all of it all the time, which I think makes him very relatable. But does he do heroic things? Yes. Um, but does he do them uh, extremely violently and maybe excessively yes. so? Yes. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I grew up where, you know, all these heroes had codes. But Wolverine right. was the first one that really struggled with what to do. And his teammates would be like, Wolverine, you can't cut that guy's head off. And he's like, too late. Yeah. Uh, I already cut his head off. <laughs> like, there was no, like there was no like superhero jail to put Wolverine in. So yeah. I think our Deadpool is definitely morally compromised, mm-hmm. but he's an anti-hero. I mean, I, I think ultimately, and he is especially in his role in Marvel Comics over the years, he plays both sides. So I think there's that that that's absolutely. But but he's a lovable anti-hero, right? Yeah, I mean, no, that, yeah, that's the thing. Like you can't no, like hate him. Yeah, you're always gonna <laughs> cheer for Deadpool all the time. It's just. So, and I think that's what Ryan put so perfectly on screen. I mean, whether it's him growing his tiny little hand back oh um, God, and, and himself to go, you know, uh, pleasure himself. Or his tiny little like, legs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then his, his legs and all the other stuff back with Josh Bowen going, I don't want to look at that. Or Cable like, oh, I can't believe like, So funny. And approachable even with all the yeah. violence, right? So Yeah, and another thing is, I think it's so cool, like going back to what you were saying about um, who played as Cable, Josh, Josh Rowland, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that is also amazing because he also played an iconic role as uh, Thanos in uh, yes. the Avengers movies, which is amazing. So I bet that was just super cool to work with. Oh, and, and he will tell you, I mean, that summer, I mean, so Avengers Endgame comes or Infinity War comes out. And two weeks later, Deadpool 2 came come out. They, they were like literally separated by peace. And I saw him at the Infinity War premiere. And then I'm hanging with him at the Deadpool 2 premiere. And I'm like, dude, you are living a life. And he literally said, Rob, I had no idea that, that two roles yeah. would cause 
my phone to ring off the hook again. Yeah. And, he, and he did change it. He goes, he loved playing Thanos, nothing but love for Thanos. Uh, he goes, but look, I don't quite look like myself. And I don't know if you guys saw, he got ripped for yeah. Deadpool 2. In, in his own words, Josh goes, Rob, my, my phone really started ringing after Deadpool 2, like, because I'm me. Yeah. I'm me in Deadpool. I look like Josh. Yeah, yeah. But no. He's not a big purple then guy. The next year, then the next year, with Endgame, it becomes the biggest movie of all space and time. Yeah. So, he, I, I, and again, Josh, like, He's, he's such we're, – we're all going to watch him get uh, a Lifetime Achievement Award at the at the Academy Award one day. You guys, maybe it'll be 10 years from now, but people don't understand. That guy is an actor's actor's actor. He is right. so ridiculously talented. But also, like, I've met so many crazy people in this business, and he is the coolest guy you will ever freaking meet. Like, just the nicest guy. So, And like, he's always said – That's so cool. I, I think what – I'm going to go out on the limb. We will see him play Thanos again. And we will see him play uh, Cable wow. again. When I say that, there's there's prequel. You can go back in time and yep. do all of a bunch of prequels with Thanos. I mean, 100%. he's been around a long time, and I'm and fans would go nuts, right? Yeah, you heard so, it here first. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it on the, a the rundown, leak, a little, a little leak. leak. <laughs> you know, I I just believe that that eventually. I mean, they're even talking about maybe he'll be in the, this new movie they're doing called The Eternals, which is about a a, a group of immortals in the Marvel universe. And uh, that's the one that Angelina Jolie's in, and they're all filming that right now. I mean, I can totally believe that, like, you can go back and show, like, 200 years ago, Thanos was meddling in the Marvel Universe. I mean, so that, that's my belief. So I, I, I just, I'm so happy for him because, you know, he's my age. We're exactly the same age. We're two old dogs, okay? <laughs> Making all sorts of ads. So, <laughs> all right, uh, super successful, just in different ways. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Uh, I don't, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, so I got one more question for you uh, sure, before sure. we end this. But um, out of in it, and they don't have to even be comic books that you've written, but just any comic book series. Which one would you pick if you had to go to an island and and you just that was what you had to live with? You get one comic so book I, series. I've been asked this many times. I can, I, I know the answer. Okay, so. <laughs> The, the, when the X-Men got relaunched, right, they were the new X-Men. Because the old X-Men were boring, as my, my kids would say, boring AF. Okay? <laughs> right. okay. and, and then they put Wolverine and Colossus and Nightcrawler. And, yeah. and then that run, there's a run on that book that lasts about five years. Those are the books I would bring. Um, that run of X-Men never gets old. I buy original art from those books whenever I can. Jeez. That, that stuff insanely hard to get. Those books are insane. I mean, those books are hard to get anyway, but they live on in reprint. And so I would take a couple of volumes of those to the island and just relive it because those books, I swear to God, they are they are ahead of their time still. Right. If you look, they look like they're drawn today. They are so they got the artists were so ahead of their time. So yeah, I'm I'm an X Men guy for life or longer, and 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 that's why I wanted to step up to the bat when I was doing, you know, uh, X Men and yeah. X Force and yeah. stuff. But, on, on my podcast, which is nowhere near as cool as your podcast, but it's, <laughs> it's called Rob's Reflections with Rob Liefeld. I talk about comics all day long. Um, uh, it, it's on twice a week. I talk about all this stuff. All the stuff that I've shared with you today is stuff that I regularly, you know, discuss. And, and maybe you guys will do me a solid and come on my show one day. But dude, yeah, of course, I, yeah, hundred percent. Bring us I, on that. We'd love to. All your insane success. Uh, I, I, I see your TikToks all Thank the time. You. I have Thank teenagers. You. How am I not seeing those? Right. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, 
you know, uh, congratulations. Thanks for having me on, guys. This was a blast. Of yeah, course. Thank of course. you so much, man. And guys, make sure you do go check out his podcast if you have any more like interest in comics or you wanted to learn more. Go check it out. Um, and yet again, Rob, thank you so much for coming on, man. It was great talking to you. Um, and guys, that is the rundown. And we will see you guys all next week. Right now? Yep, let's do it. Rob, thank you again. You're a legend. Thanks, guys. Take care. Peace. Take care.